1: Yes, and I'm going to need two goes at it to get it right after the dummy <laughs> Duff's Deep Dive before the news. You can live your own way in the Isuzu MUX, and Duff's Deep Dive is brought to you by the Isuzu MUX. You can visit your local Isuzu ute dealer today and get a great deal on one. Paul Heath is with me in the studio. Paul, we're getting a lot of reaction to the uh, suggestion that West Coast should be privatised.
0: We certainly are, Duff, and I think uh, Barron might have also heard uh, you as the Jaws theme a little bit uh, <laughs> uh, towards <laughs> the end of that chat as well. Uh, we'll start with uh, Rhonda from Bell Divers, who I think might have read the article before we came to air earlier, because she said, G'day Duff, I normally like your articles, but I am unsure about selling the Eagles. They are inconsiderate of their members already, won't selling them to a private entity who exists solely to make a profit make them even more inaccessible and unaccountable to their members.
1: Uh, They're already unaccountable to their members, Mm. and they're unaccountable to the Football (laughs) Commission. And when you sit and you look at a a body that's had two years like West Coast have had, Mm. um, you know, five wins from their last 44 matches, then you ask the question, if this isn't enough to implement change, what is? Mm. And my point about privatisation is I would argue they're already private. It's just that they haven't paid the money to be private. Yep. So they're public in theory only. It's a
0: perception of publicly.
1: And, and the the money they hand over is a pittance compared to what the earning capacity and the profitability capacity of the club is. Mm. So I'd be happy for them to stay as it is if as long as the royalty was doubled. I think West Coast should be worth $7 million a year to mm. the WA Football Commission. And if I was going to privatise them and say, okay, um, what's the lease fee per year... You either sell the club, holders, bolus, and it's about two hundred million dollars, or you say, "What's the lease for you?" I'd put it at seven million. Mm. I'd say it's more than we're getting out of them in royalty now. Um, that's a fair figure. Yep. Um, and I'm sure they can still be profitable at that. If you look at look, let's just take Fremantle as a yardstick. Last year, Fremantle generated sixty six million dollars. They spent between sixty one and sixty two million dollars. They were not an under resourced club. Mm. They finished top six. With a young list, they were putting a lot of effort into player development and that sort of thing, and they still performed very well off sixty-one point five million dollars. Mm. West Coast generated eighty-three mm. in a terrible year when two clubs, uh, when two games were affected by COVID nineteen mm. restrictions. So let's say, for argument's sake, West Coast real earning capacity is more like eighty-five to ninety million dollars, and it's yep. probably north of ninety really mm. in a normal year. So. 90 and spending 61, let's say they want, well, we want to spend more than Fremantle. We're a richer club than Fremantle. We should be able to spend more than Fremantle. So let's say they spend 65. Mm. There's still a $25 million margin there. Yeah, it's a big gap. It's a big gap. Mm. WA football has to see some of that money. Yeah,
0: I just keep coming back to the WAFC, the waffle being on their knees, while we have clubs continuing to go higher with profits, but they're looking for ways to try and make ends meet. Alternatively.
1: And this was actually said by state government people and by AFL people when the stadium negotiation was going on. There's plenty of money in WA football. It's just mm. all in one place. <laughs> That's what, that was actually said by both of those parties. Yeah. In fact, an AFL person said to me, they pointed to West Coast Bank account mm. and they said, what is that even doing? <laughs> what is that money for? Accruing interest.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Big Owl uh, says, Mark, the problem with the Waffle has been that Subiaco and Claremont have been allowed to dominate the league. In addition, the faffing around with the AFL reserve teams has also had a damaging effect on the AFL. The Waffle administration seems to be driven by vested
1: interests. Yeah, I think there's definitely vested interests. Um, and there's vested interest coming from everywhere. I mean, Subiaco and Claremont want to retain their competitive advantage over the competition. Mm. Um, You know, with Subiaco, it was a financial advantage and that is gradually being eroded, so they've had to adjust the way they do their business and they've come back to the field. With Claremont, it's a demographic and zoning Mm. advantage. You know, they're right on the doorstep of Christchurch and Scotch College, which means that, you know, they're able to, to harness talent a lot easier. You look at... How easy it is for Claremont to harness and develop their talent compared in their metropolitan zone compared to how hard it is for Perth to develop and harness yeah. their talent in their metropolitan zone, which mm. is out in the eastern suburbs. It's a it's a difficult. The talent is there, but it's a very difficult demographic to harness and organise and develop. And then you compare the country zones, and Claremont gets Albany and the Kimberleys, yeah. which are both rich country zones, and Perth has Northern. <laughs> Yeah, how's that a thing? Yeah. And Perth has barely played finals in 30 years, and this has not been changed.
0: Looked at, changed, yeah, Uh, altered at all. Uh, Is there a vast difference between how the Waffle, VFL, and Samful are run? Are the models similar or vastly different? Is there any lessons to be learned there? I can't imagine the crowds are vastly different. I'd assume a pokey, revenue, et cetera, may be a factor. I do know um, that the SANFL are a bit more proactive with trying different nights of the week. Um, four games. They have a lot of grounds that are AFL standard um, lights as well, that they can do things on a Thursday night. They can have Monday night footy and that sort of thing. So they have been proactive in how they try to do different things in the SANFL um, from getting fans there and that's perspective. But I don't know if their models of, you know, stream of uh, profit streams are are that different from the clubs. Our model
1: financially is quite good. Yep. And we shouldn't get... um... Uh, I guess, two head up about, oh, the South Australians do it better than us, the Victorians do it better than us. The Victorians get better funding than us because they're right under the AFL's nose. Mm. So there are two things the AFL has to make sure it takes care of. It has to make sure it takes care of the frontier states because that's where it sees its development and growth. So, therefore, there'll always be a lot of money spent in Queensland. There'll be a lot of money spent in New South Wales, and particularly in Western Sydney. Their view of Tasmania is that um, it's great for Tasmania to have a team in the competition as long as it doesn't cost us any money. So, no, that's their view. Yeah. That's their view. And and so that's why the Tasmanian government is going to have to put in so much and do so much to get that team. We're not a squeaky wheel, the Mm. West Australian football system. So we don't get much oil yeah. from the AFL. They look at us and they go, they'll, they'll be right. They'll have be that right. pride of standing on our own two feet. They'll be right. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons they do that, mm. and one of the reasons they don't fund us more heavily, is they look at the money in West Coast Bank account. Mm. And they say, you know what? If the West Australian football system wants to have one clump of money in one spot, that's for them to sort out. Mm. We don't have to go over there and say, oh, we're <laughs> going to give the rest of the money to the west of the WA football system because West Coast wants to keep all of theirs. That's yeah. their view. And yeah. if you were them, you'd have exactly the same view. Understandable. Your priority would be New South Wales. It would be Queensland. Mm. It would be other areas that are struggling for money. You know, where's the 20th team going to be? It wouldn't be, oh, my God, they can't get the money off West Coast, mm. so therefore we need to go over and help out. <laughs> that that won't be a priority with the AFL. Yeah. So West Coast wealth actually hurts the rest of the WA football system. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help it. It actually hurts.
0: Uh, Matt and Bell Divers are saying, Perth need to bite the bullet and align with West Coast. The only reason they don't is they're worried about their history and losing supporters. They have barely any members and no one goes to their games. They would be much stronger with an alignment and bring in some new, fresh members.
1: So I think Perth is willing to talk about a limited alignment. So, what does a limited alignment mean? That means how many West Coast listed players are playing for the Demons every week. Okay. Um, and then what what happens to the rest of them? So, let's say it's six. Mm. What happens to the rest of them is there's 14 players available. Eight are running around either in the Perth reserves or you've got them scattered to yeah. the four Winds at other clubs, which is not ideal mm. for West Coast. So... I've got sympathy for both parties in that. Perth, they want to squander their history. They're not like Peel. Peel were were winning one game in every six when they were basically told to align with Fremantle or go out of existence. And that alignment has solved a couple of problems. It's solved a problem in terms of where Fremantle's seconds play and it's solved a problem in that it's made Peel competitive. Now, there have been a couple of years where they've been dominant Mm. and that hasn't been great. But for most they've been somewhere between third and sixth or seventh Mm. on the ladder. And that's okay. It's not a problem for the integrity of the competition. It's not a problem for the competitiveness of the competition. Um, That's okay. Mm. And so it solves a lot of issues. Peel, the big problem for Peel is that they lost money last year and they lost a significant amount of money while being aligned. Now that's, not easy to do I mean one th- one thing that East Perth benefited from with their alignment with West Coast is that the financial benefits were good right the rest of it was problematic both for West Coast and East Perth mm. but um, but financially it was very good so the fact that Peel has lost money while aligned with Fremantle that's that's quite concerning and they need to fix that.
0: Carlo from Inglewood, uh, Duff, great morning show so far. The Eagles situation is one which is very topical and vital for the future of WA football. Your interview with Barra shows you the undue influence and, dare I say, intimidation that Trevor Nisbet and the West Coast Eagles have on so many key players in the state. Too scared to get offside with them as a media personality, however not willing to truly fight and take them on as a president of a long-struggling waffle club.
1: Yeah, look, the waffle clubs are in a difficult situation because they do feel this. They don't hold the money. Other people hold the money. Mm. They're reluctant to upset the West Australian Football Commission. They're up they're reluctant to upset West Coast. Um, and and you got that sense, you know, talking to Barra today. Barra's a good friend of mine. I I know how he feels about this and I know the difficult position they're in. But I just want to make the point. This is not about getting West Coast. Mm. This is about saying, Here, have your club. Just give us some money. Yeah. You know, have your club. Do whatever you want to do. Be accountable to your to your members. And your board and yourselves mm. and the AFL and get on with your own business, and we'll get on with ours, but sorry, you don't get it for nothing they've already got that they've already got that where no one can force change at West Coast other than the West Coast board, which is one of the tamest boards you'll ever see at an <laughs> AFL club yeah um you know they're certainly not about implementing change, otherwise change would have been implemented by now mm. um it's just. If you want to be independent, be independent. Yep. But you got to pay. you
0: got to do it. Uh, Rail's saying that uh, in response to the current waffle crowd issues, he firmly believes that some people are taking the easiest option of staying home and streaming the games live via the AFL app. Take, for instance, the previous WA Day Derby at the Wacker. Why would I go and watch a game of footy at a construction site that is the Wacker and the driving rain and lightning when I can take the easier option, staying home, keeping warm, and drinking my preferred choice of liquor?
1: Yeah, that's true. And that's true of every sporting event. And mm-hmm. it's particularly true with the second tier sporting events. You know, how do you get people there? Well, clearly, if it's wet, that was a filthy day. You know, I mean, let's face it, when two games get I delayed because of thunder and lightning, yeah. it's not a fan friendly day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has affected, I think we need to treat that as the exception rather than the rule. But you're right. I watched that game on a live stream. Um, yep. You know, so... Anyway, I caught it. So, you know, <laughs> you, you can do that now. Wasn't swapping
0: the Uggs for anything.
1: I think there are different ways to get into this. And, and Adrian, in my interview with him, basically said, you know, those ideas, you know, we're ready to start talking about them. And it's an idea that I had um, a couple of years ago where I think the waffle has to get back into its community and it has to share... Every waffle club has to share its home games with its community clubs. That means they share the income mm. and the waffle club takes a smaller piece of the cake, but creates a far bigger cake Mm. and they get more money and their clubs get to share in the money and uh, everyone ends up in front Mm. that I believe there's a model under which that can work. And I've put that to Barrow. I actually put that to South Romantle. I actually went to, little known fact, I went for the South Romantle CEO's job when Cambritt got the job. Yeah. And, and it was all about this idea that I had. Yeah. Now, I think some clubs have done it in limited form. I think you've got to go all the way Mm. and basically say, we are no longer the um, Perth football club. We are the Perth football community. Yeah. And every club in our zone, every club in our metropolitan zone gets to share in our event. And then you work out how to monetize that Mm. and you create bigger events and you create interest in the competition and, and the waffle becomes a thing again.
0: Yeah. I mean, Makes sense uh, to me as well, but uh, just a quick drive-by on the way out of Duff's deep dive. Uh, Gee, Barry going to great lengths, uh, so as not to upset the Eagles hierarchy. Glad to hear a waffle president with not, and with an opinion on the subject,
1: not. (laughs) Don't know about that one. Well, again, Barry's in a difficult position there because, you know, who gives them money? As the WA Football Commission said in their report and Mm -hmm. their briefing to the clubs, Waffle clubs are now climbing towards 30% of funding from the WOC, and 10 years ago, that was only 20%. Yeah. Now, where is that money generated? That money is generated mainly by the the royalties from West Coast, Fremantle, or the money that comes from the stadium. Mm. Um, the interesting point about the stadium money, I want to be clear on this. The stadium money is a stadium user agreement, and it was the amount that the state government agreed that would be the share of stadium revenue that was generated by football events. Mm. Now, there was a guarantee put on that for 10 years. After 10 years, there's no longer a guarantee. So they still get money. Okay. But if the amount is less than 11 years, Mm. uh, less than 11 million, and it could be the way West Coast are tracking at the moment (laughs) because that's one of your, you know, there's only 22 games here, West Coast hosts 11 of them. Mm. We'd be hoping that West Coast games generate... Crowds of 50,000, at the moment, it's more like 40, maybe just below 40. Yeah. So that's a big drop. Um, if we can't get to that 11 million, does the government say, well, you're only getting 10? Yeah. To wait and see. All right. We'll take a break. What do you think? You can have your say on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or call us on the open line 13 12 55. This is mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA.